You're listening to Conversations with the Royal Empress, where we are spiritually and mentally reawakening the original black woman by providing educational training tools and resources designed to inspire, empower, and elevate. and divine blessings. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. In this conversation, joining us is Dr. Hakima Jahad, Akila Shabazz, and myself, Lakishe Nigeria Muhammad. I was thinking um, today about trials. Something had um, come across uh, my mind as I was doing some morning reading or afternoon reading, and the scripture had come across um, from James, first chapter, 12th verse, and it said, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And so it got me to thinking about trial. Um, and just how we, all of us, um, at some point in time in our life have experienced a trial. Um, and if we continue to live, we will definitely see many trials, you know, and trials come about in many different ways. So I just thought that this would be a good conversation um, to have. You know, in particular, I was just thinking, like, you know, when we do experience trials in our lives, how do we handle it? You know, what do we do? Um, And what maybe are some of the benefits, if any, uh, to having or to experiencing trials in our lives? So that's just where my mind was, you know, this afternoon just on some meditation and thought. So what do you all think about that? Well, for me... I I understand that we go through trials, and what I've learned over the years is that I think trials, I come out stronger. I come Mm -hmm. out wiser, and it just seems like it's just a, a natural part of life that you are going to experience trial, and I think ultimately you either sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And it's a choice that you make, but sometimes don't necessarily mm-hmm. know how to overcome those trials. And so I think that that that's where either people who maybe they have a, a religious background, maybe they turn to their scriptures, maybe those other people find other ways of dealing with trials, but they are they are a test for sure i think and it's a test about who you are and your strength and all of those things and i just think that we all go through them and i know i've had my share mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess i believe we all have i was um just looking at some definitions of trial and i just wanted to share some of those definitions trial um a test usually over a limited period of time to discover how effective or suitable something or someone is. Example, they're doing a clinical trial on a new drug. 
or they've employed her for six month a six month trial. Another definition um, of trial is let's see a formal examination of evidence by a judge, typically before a jury. Now that's a different type of trial, but when I look at it, it still applies because if the trial is being given to you, you know, by the creator, then this can be very much an examination just to see, again, um, what you are made of. Um, But overall, like you said, Akila, trials for me, I believe, when I've had them in the past and as I go through them, you know, even currently, you how we handle the trial when we're in it really um, determines, I believe, how much we actually are able to get from the trial. I think about Job in the scriptures, for those of us who um, read scriptures in particular, um, the chapter, I don't even remember what chapter, excuse me, uh, in the, the Bible that it's in, but it talks about Job and how he was tested and tried to the point where, you know, he felt like just cussing God, you know, and dying. And when I look at myself and I look at things that I've been through in life and places that I've been in my life and how I actually dealt with things, and usually for me, I like to be able to look at the things that I'm going through and learn a lesson from it. And so if I can't learn a lesson from it, then I feel like it's, it really can't benefit me because I look at everything that goes on in my life. There's something that I should be able to extract and pull out so that it can help me in my next phase of my life. So, you know, it's no different from, you know, being in a particular grade and as you much matriculate, you learn things. If I was in the third grade, I'm hoping that the things that I learned from the third grade are going to help me as I enter into the fourth grade and so forth and so on. So when I'm experiencing trials, I always like to take a step back and just really breathe, have a moment to myself and say, okay, this is what I'm dealing with, you know, um, you know, and examine it. You know, part of the one of those definitions that talked about examination, examine, examine it, look deeply into it and see, okay, what exactly is this that's facing me right now? How do I want to respond to this? You know, how do I want to deal with this? And as I respond by calling really on God, the source of strength, I gain power. You know, I'm able to deal with it better, especially if I know that I am able to learn something from the trial and it can help me, you know, as I move forward in life. And I'm not saying that it's easy because some trials, you know, may really knock you flat out on your behind, but just the ability to be able to say, okay, <laughs> you know, I'm in this thing. Now, how am I deal? How am I going to, you know, go forward with this? What should I do? You know, how should I properly respond? How can I deal with this so that I can get the best out of it? Even though it might be very painful, you know, it may break you all the way down to your knees. Um, I mean, I can think of many trials that I've been through where when you're in it, it, it may even seem like you never gonna, you're never going to come out of it. You know, there's like no end to it. But, um, yeah, I, I know that we all will experience them, you know, and we all have experienced them. 
Um, and it's just a matter of the attitude that you take while you're in it that will help to maybe ease some of the pressure and some of the pain while going through it. I have gotten to a place, I think, in my life when where I recognize when something is a trial now. Mm. And I'm no longer in that space where I feel like, man, this isn't going to end. It's like now I know that it has an ending. And right. what is it that you do in the process? So now it's like, okay, my first question when when something starts happening is like, okay, what is this trial about? What is right? What's try? What is the message that I'm supposed to hear right now? What am I supposed to learn? Right. And what's what's really going? What is the universe trying to tell me right now? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's really where I go now. And there are things that you do because no matter how strong you are. There are things that, like you said, will knock you to your knees, no matter who you are, no matter what kind of strength you have. And so I think one of the things we have to think about when we're going through trials is how important it is to have somewhat of a support system. And I know there are a lot of people who just don't have a support system. They don't have people that they can lean on. And to me, that's when you have to learn. I like to say you have to learn to self-soothe. And there's so many things that you can do for that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know when, when something is really hard and I'm, whew, I'm stressing and all of that, you get anxiety, you get all of those things. One of the, mm-hmm. one of the things that I do for sure, and I have several sisters who I have told you all need to do this, is I pop me some B6 vitamins. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because they really do stabilize your mood, and I'm not a doctor, and let's put that disclaimer out there that I'm not. I am not going to tell you that this is going to mm-hmm. <laughs> cure you or anything like that. But it's just something that that I know that I do when I feel a certain amount of anxiety or or pressure coming on, where I feel like, okay, what am I supposed to do? It's like it's like rituals that you start to implement to help you to kind of balance it out. Even though the trial may still mm-hmm. be there, but just to keep your sanity, I think it's 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 things that you have to do to take care of that. Right, I agree, and I think that it is a blessing when you can um, already know things to do, you know, in advance, so that when it comes about, you have already set something up, you know, that will help you as you go through your trial. Um, yeah, but you got to go through it. You're going to feel the pain. <laughs> yeah, you're going you know? <laughs> yeah, to feel the burn, right? Or it's it, 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 it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. It reminds me, uh, and well, when you said even feel the fire, you know, I know in Quranic scripture it talks about, you know, trial um, being for the purpose of purification. And when you think about, um, think about, Fire, you know, when I think about purification, I think about fire. <laughs> I think about going through something that might be with extreme intensity and heat, um, and not necessarily physical heat, but the heat, you know, what does heat do? Heat burns, you know, heat purifies. In many cases, heat will cause something to turn into something else, which could be better than what it was before. You know, um, so when I just think about trial and how 
every last one of us. I mean, trial is is ordained. Um, going through a period in your life where it's hardship, that's something that is ordained by God. And the way I like to look at it, and this has always comforted me in the past, is that I think about, like, let's say you have this big team, let's say this big football team, right, and you got the coach, and the coach is testing, and he's trying his players. He's trying to figure out, you know, are they A players, are they B players, and, and trust me, I don't know about football or sports, <laughs> but I'm I'm using this as an example. But he's testing them to see what they're made out of, how tough they really are. And in some cases, he may put one player through something that he may not put the other player through. And when I look at that, I think about how God works with me, how he works with us. And the more that a coach sees potential, great potential in his players, then it seems like the more he might put them through something that's even more intense. So one player he may put through some real harsh conditions and another player may not may not do it as much, you know. He may say, Oh, you this another player, oh, I want you to do this and that those players may say, Well, why are you having him do that? You know, that seems so extreme in comparison to what, you know, I'm going through. And I look at God as saying, Hey, you know, I want you on my A team and in order for you to qualify, then that means you're gonna to have to go through something greater than all of these other players. I see something in you that's extremely great. In order for me to pull it out of you, you're going to have to go through this. And so I'm comforted in knowing that when I go through a trial, I don't believe that in truth, I don't believe that it's a reason for a person to be tried if it's not something that God is trying to to do for that person. There's a purpose in a trial because it helps you to become greater if you can get through it because you're trying or the person who's trying you is testing to see what you're made out of. So that, that for me, it allows me to see my relationship with Rabbi Alamin or with the, the Lord of the world. It, it allows me to see my relationship with God and how I believe that when I'm tried, I look at myself as being one of his A players you know, qualify for a greater work. So therefore, he has to put me through extreme, intense pressure to see all of what I made out of so that I can see my weaknesses manifested. And then through seeing the weaknesses manifested, then I'm able to grow and strengthen, you know, those weaknesses and do the necessary work and strengthening exercises to make me better for the next journey or the next part of my life. So that's comforting for me when I think about trials and the things that I'm put through. We're comfortable with being tested in a relationship by a mate, or we're comfortable testing someone we're in a relationship with. However, when God tests us, you know, we don't, we're not happy about that. I think because we perceive we don't perceive that we're in a relationship with God. That's a sad thing. It's really a, uh, I guess I, I would say our reaction to the trial is a lack thereof of a relationship with God. 
And you hmm. said, like Shay, you mentioned about God testing your your faith or your sincerity in him. He gives you a trial. Well, how can you deepen a relationship if you don't go through nothing? If you don't go through mm-hmm. something with the person, the relationship doesn't get stronger. It doesn't get deeper. So if God puts something mm-hmm. on you, it's because he wants to deepen that relationship with you. He needs to see if you're ready to take this relationship to the next level. And depending on how we respond in that relation, in that trial, excuse me, determines it, whether or not we're ready to go to the next level with God in that relationship. Hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's I was, my own question with that one. Say that, <laughs> you know, what, say that again. I, I said that definitely didn't come from me. I said I asked my own question with that one because I'm forever saying, you know, oh, well, I got to go through this. You know, we all do because when you're yeah. going through it, you're not happy. Right. It seems like the wisdom comes when the pain stops. It, it hmm. sometimes there's some wisdom in the pain. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes there's some wisdom in the pain, but I, I just see so much. Just like what you said, as far as the relationships, and you're right about that. Even though I don't feel like anybody should be trying me, but I have told I have told people who told me, oh, I'm in. Oh, I love this person. They love me. I say, how do you? I said it hasn't been tested. Mm-hmm. And the test comes when yeah. something comes along to test that love. Mm-hmm. So that that's real, though, Hakimi, even though we think about it, it's not that your mate is necessarily testing you, but there could be a trial sent down to you to test whether or not that love is actually what you think it is. Um, right. Well, people do test each other. I mean, like, oh, I know, we, I know. We, we, you know, we meet a guy and we're like, well, I'm going to see if he a punk or not, you know, and we're going we gonna to push him to that, to that, level of is he going to stop me or is he going to allow me to continue to push? Oh, and then do yeah, the same thing. Let me see. <laughs> but I'm just saying, in general, in any relationship, you try to learn somebody, you test them to see what yeah. their what their boundaries are as natural. I need to know what I'm dealing with. Do you have a temper? Right. Do you not have a temper? Are you a disciplined mm-hmm. person? Are you not? I mean, we do this when we meet someone. Yeah, yeah think about God and his servants. You know, in order for the servants of God to qualify themselves, he had to test each and every one of them, mm-hmm. you know, so that he can see what they were made out of. And oftentimes they didn't even realize that they were being tested. That's the beautiful thing sometimes about a trial when you don't even realize that that's what is going on. And so you don't have the luxury of, you know, having insight you know, it, it can catch you off guard. It can come at any time because you don't know the day nor the hour. And then, boom, it smacks you in the face. So it requires for you to perform or respond naturally. And your natural response is going to be based on the materials that you already have present. You know, it's like a pretest, or not a pretest, but a pop quiz. When a teacher comes in a classroom and she gives her students or he gives her his students a pop quiz, that's the whole thing. It was a pop quiz, a surprise quiz. You didn't know that it was going to take place. And so now you're being asked questions, and you're like, wait a minute, professor, wait a minute, teacher, why didn't you let me know the day before? Well, if I let you know the day before, then you would have been able to prepare. You would have been able to study. And this test is, is testing your capabilities right now. 
not what you can go and read or not what you can go back and get, but I want to know what you're made of right now. So, you know, and this is why students in the beginning, you know, of the year, you know, uh, even if you're going into college or whatever, they do these entrance exams because they want to see what you have right now so that they can know where to place you. And God does the same thing with his servants. He does the same thing with us. He does the same thing, you know, so that he also can see. And hmm, what better better way to do it than to catch you off guard? And hopefully, if you have the same test over again the next time, maybe you might pass it this time because you've already had it. And then guess what? If you don't, then you'll get the same one just in a different form, you know, makeup test. It'll be a little different some of the similar material, but you're going to, you're going to, you're going to either pass this <laughs> or you're going to have to stay, you know, and repeat the grade or repeat the, the trial. Sometimes I think that the, the, what I go through is not always just for me, but it's meant for you to be able to reach somebody else. And sometimes mm-hmm. we can't reach or teach others if we haven't experienced a certain thing ourselves. And so sometimes this I think that's why it happens. And sometimes I'll sit there and I, when, when we're asking, why am I going through this? Because you're like, okay, now I've been doing this right. I've been doing that right. Why is this happening to me? And it's in those well, moments that I realize, you know, this test is because it's somebody else out there that you're going to have to teach how to overcome this same thing. Yes, I bear witness. And that's the beauty. That's the yeah. beauty of it. I I love, and I haven't always been this way, but I must say as I continue to grow in my spiritual development um, and I get stronger, then I can appreciate and really be thankful for the trials. You know, I remember I used to listen to my minister who said that all the time, you know, that, hey, thank God, thank a lot for the trials that you're going through. I'm like, Hmm, thank you. <laughs> thank you. How, do you. how do you say thank you for a gift that may not be pleasant? But well, I have. if you know that what the gift is going to produce out of you, then you can see beyond your pain and you can Im- immediately bow down and be in a submissive state and be grateful. So over the years, I've been able to develop a, 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 you know, a grateful attitude or attitude of gratitude by embracing the pain even, even sometimes when I may not be feeling my best, you know, I still thank God for the pain of not feeling my best because in that moment of pain, I'm still able to learn and I'm still able to see, you know, and have vision and insight that perhaps I didn't have before when I was experiencing the same thing, which now it helps me to get through it in a different way. Not that I'm just addicted to pain or not that I just love pain so much or love having trials and things like that, but what I do appreciate is I appreciate the experience in and of itself and what I know is being made of me. It's like having something that is perfected. I'm not perfect, but I continue to work on myself each and every day. And sometimes when I get up in the day of the morning and I'm just giving gratitude, I always say thank you for the new person that you're becoming. And I look so forward to meeting the person that you will one day be. 
but those that person can only be um, established and refined through what we experience, you know. And you mentioned um, Akiwa, you know, about going through things and it being maybe for someone else that you may have to teach something to, which I bear witness because many things that I've been through, they weren't for me. They were for me to take that information and share with someone else. And experience, we hear that oftentimes repeated, experience is the best teacher. I bear witness that it really is. And it may not necessarily be the teacher for you, but it might be the teacher for someone else because how can you help a people? How can you teach a people? How can you help a people if you haven't been taught and if you haven't been through anything? Mm-hmm. If you you've what? never experienced anything in life, if you if you've never – had any trials, you just had the perfect life and just everything has always just went so well, then what is it that you have that you can actually really share with someone else to help them as they go through a rough patch? So for that alone, I can say thank you and bring it on. I mean, I got to the point where I would say bring it on. I I know it's coming. Where is it at? Bring it on. I'm ready. I'm not going to even pretend that I say that. But <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, the, I'm the yay, where's the ease? <laughs> After the difficulty, where's my ease? I'm, uh, I'm looking for that too. <laughs> right. But I, I was going to say that sometimes I think when we're going through things too, sometimes people learn as they're watching us overcome. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, so sometimes when I'm when you're going through the trial, it may be somebody who's just around you and something mm-hmm. can you can learn something. I'll give you an example. I have a friend of mine right now who I may have talked about this before, I don't know, but she just left her husband after 40 years. Mm. And that's a heck of a because but I've been watching what she's been going through for the last several months with that situation and having the strength and the courage to walk through, and what I told her was, you inspired me. But other women were telling her the same thing. But that's her trial mm-hmm. that she's going through. Mm-hmm. We may not be going through that trial, but it's a lesson in it that we're learning as we watch her walk that journey. Mm-hmm. But also being there as a support system. So sometimes other people's trials, you can, you, you, you have a front seat to what they're dealing with. And how they deal with it, I think, is also a lesson to other people. Yeah. This is why as parents, you know, when we have experienced certain things in life, you know, we want to, we want our children to be equipped. So we give them, you know, um, lessons by sharing our experiences with them. And sometimes they don't get it. And you're t- we're trying to tell them, well, you know, don't walk that path because if you get further down the road, it's going to be a hole and you're going to fall in. And they're like, oh, that's okay. You know, I'm I'm okay. I don't need you to tell me. And boom, they fall right into the hole that you told them to watch out for. But how do we know? We went through the same thing. So we're just trying to share our experiences to make it a little easier. And I realize, like, you know, with children and adults, some people have to go through their own stuff and stink. Some, in some cases, yes. I'm that one that likes to learn from others. Okay, you telling me you've been through this already? No problem. This was your result, and this is what happened. Guess what? I am listening, sitting on the front seat. I hear you. I'm taking note because if it hurt like that, I want to make sure that I can learn from your mistakes 
But some people, they have to hit their bottom on their own. And nothing that you can tell them, nothing that they can even see by witnessing your pain and your struggle and your trial is going to help them because they need that, what they say, hard head, make a soft behind part. They need to experience, you know, falling. Um, It's just something about the feel of having that experience for themselves. But blessed is the man or the woman who can learn from somebody else. You know, because a reminder is a blessing, as we're taught. So your trial is nothing could be nothing more than a reminder for me. And if I take heed, then it becomes a blessing, you know, and I'll learn and won't have to repeat it. But history shows us that the reason it repeats itself is because we did not learn the lessons of Prior, we did not learn the lessons of our ancestors. So some of the things that we even repeat as a people, you know, we repeat these same trials because we didn't learn them, even though we had many great examples. And we've had some wonderful examples, you know, that our ancestors have gifted us. But for some, we just, we want to repeat it. As as the old folks say, or in the South they say, you know, you didn't believe fat meat was greasy. I never got that when I used to hear that growing up. I was like, what? What they say again? You just don't believe fat meat is greasy. My mother told me always the best sense is bought sense. Hmm. So she said, I can't nobody tell you anything. <laughs> you know, when, you think, when people think you're hard-headed, when they're trying to help you to avoid going down a certain path, um, and she said, yeah, she says, well, the, the best sense you have is the kind you buy. So mm, if, wow, I like that. Yeah, so sometimes you do have to go through it yourself to understand what it is because I mm-hmm. think some, tri- some trials we bring on ourselves because of the choices we make. Now there you go. Yeah, yeah. so some things, some things are strictly because, again, you have free will, you have choices, and you could – you could go down path A, or you can go down path B. And what happens based on the, cho- the the choice that you make? You you know sometimes you kind of bring that on yourself, and so because you chose something, there's a lesson behind whatever that choice is. So we mm-hmm. have to understand that too. And you could see, like you said, with the person falling in the in the hole, I can see everybody behind me falling that hole, and I still take my tail down path B mm-hmm. because I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. that's them. That's I'm different. That's not going to happen to me. Even right, though everything right. I've seen has fallen down that hole. Every single person mm. that I think somehow. And it's okay hmm. to be optimistic and say, well, yeah, it sure won't it happen is. to me. But it's still, it's still the risk that you take. And so you, but then at that point you can't say, oh, my God, why is this happening to me? Well, you saw everybody else fall down that hole. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You chose not to pay attention. And you, right, and, and that could be part of it, too. You're not paying attention. You're not listening. You know, so many things. So some things I do think that we kind of bring on ourselves just based on the, the choices that we make because sometimes we have signs, we have red flags, we have all types of things that are warning us, you know, stop like like this big flashing red light or even a yellow light, you know, proceed with caution mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or stop, mm-hmm. slow down. And we don't. 
And then, right. you know, and so as a as a result of the choice we made, you know, sometimes we have to suffer the consequences. There, there, there are mm-hmm. consequences for every action. When you mentioned that about the warning lights, you know, I try when I'm communicating with my children about different things, I usually like to use different um, examples like warning lights and stop signs and whatnot and the purpose of them and how, you know, in every situation there's usually always a sign, you know, before that one chastisement or trial or pain comes and the question becomes are we paying attention to our surroundings? Are we paying attention to the signs? You know, you are driving and you see that your red light comes on, letting you know clearly that you are going to need gas soon. That's why it comes on in the first place, given that the car is working properly. And how many times have we, and I'll speak for myself, how many times have I ignored the warning sign of the light? I mean, it really is ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous because there's something that in my mind is thinking, well, I know my car. (laughs) I know the vehicle. I know that that means if this light comes on, that means I got so many more miles, which may very well be true in some cases. And I've tested the waters and I've driven and then ran out of gas. And I remember one time I did it and I had my children with me. It happened to be a very cold night. And it was that one night that I decided, well, I'm just hopping in and out of car, my car, so I don't really need a coat. And I just so happened to have these very high boots on, <laughs> you know, meaning the heel was extremely high. And I got my babies with me. They were much younger. And I thought I had enough gas. Got on the expressway. Couldn't. Uh, I ran out of gas uh, trying to get to the gas station. Got off the expressway. Praying, just get me just down the street. Please don't let me run out of gas right here. But to make a long story short, I, in the midst of, or after I ran out of gas, and in, in the midst of us trying to attempt to get the gas that we needed, we had to get out and walk a nice little mile, a couple. And my children are cold, freezing. Hear me, I'm not dressed appropriately for the weather. So the only thing that I could do in this time was teach lessons. So anytime we going through something, I'm 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 good at telling the story and teaching. So now I'm asking them, you know, I'm telling them, you know, there were signs as mommy was driving this car. You know, they're little, they like third grade and you know younger. I was like, you know, a signal came on the car and it told me, you know, I needed gas, but I said I did not pay attention to the signs. So now we have to walk and get gas, and it's looking like, yeah, okay. We cold. So in other words, <laughs> listen, boys, I want y'all to listen good. God will always give you a warning sign, you know, and when we fail to listen, we can't be upset with the consequences that we have to suffer for our failure to heed the warning signs. But, you know, and, and, and some of us, we like to learn hard. You know, maybe it sticks better. I don't know. Um, I just know after a while I got a li- I've got gotten a little smarter over the years. I'd rather if you're going to go through it, go on through it, and let me know how it turned out for you. I'm going to take my pad out, and I'm going to take note. I'm at a loss for words at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you all are dropping... You are dropping a lot of wisdom. I'm just like, well, I don't need to add to it. You know, you drop something. 
And I'm taking some time to digest because it's also, you know, as you teach, you learn, too. Absolutely. So sometimes, mm-hmm. like, man, you know what, I need to hear that. Or sometimes, like, I was just telling somebody that in a conversation or someone just told me that in a conversation. And oftentimes when truth comes to you, it doesn't just come to you once. It might come to you in the same day two or three times, but in two or three different right. ways. You know what I'm saying? I was just yeah. this, thinking about the conversation I had with a coworker. And we were talking about taking your, using your experiences and teaching from that. So I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. man, I was just, what we were talking about. And I was explaining to her that I was telling my mom, I said, um, you know, my older sister passed away. And right after my older sister passed away, I almost died. And my mother went through a very difficult time. And I, I mean, I was too young to know, but she told me this maybe about, six years ago, and I was like, you know, have you ever thought about sharing that experience and teaching others? And she says, no, I never really thought about that. I said, because you've overcome it. I said, think of all the women who may need to hear that. And she says, I never really, never really thought about that. Yeah. And um, I was just telling her about the conversation I had with my mom, and I was like, you should do that. And and like and I said, you actually started out, I started out this conversation talking about it. You can go through something and it may necessarily it may benefit others more than it benefit you. If that sounds like oxymoron, mm-hmm. but you understand what I'm saying. You will go through mm-hmm. something, and yes, it you will go through it, and you'll learn something. But it's more powerful after you taught many. After you learn something, because now you taught many from that one experience. Yeah, but you know what else happens right. when you do it? More healing for yourself. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So, yeah, you heal. You really. A lot of times our experiences, talking about our experiences, is a healing process. And that's right. sometimes people don't understand that there is healing in so much. And, and so it's like sometimes when new trials come, they're not as hard as the first trial. Sometimes, mm-hmm. well, sometimes, I, I guess, you know, I mean, if, 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 you, if you're doing something, like I said, where you've made that choice, made a, made a choice that, that's like, okay, you keep doing the same thing over and over again, so it's going to get harder and harder if you're not getting the lesson. But if you've, gotten, right. if you've gotten it and you've overcome and you're like, okay, I got this, and you're leading right, a certain right. type of life, I don't think that, I think sometimes things come and maybe they're not as harsh, but they're still aggravating. They still agitate mm-hmm. you. You know, it's still frustrating. Like, why do I even have mm-hmm. to deal with this? But then it's, it, once, the, once it's over, it's just like, wow. You know, you. Mm-hmm. it reminds me, when you were talking, there were so many different things that were running through my mind because I always have songs in my head but I also have yeah. <laughs> but I also have like different thoughts and sayings and all of that. But like mm-hmm. we're talking about this it is a Whitney Houston song. I didn't mm. know my own strength. Mm. Until Can you I sing went, that one for and uh you don't y'all don't want me to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you sing? <laughs> <laughs> I never heard you sing. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Probably a good thing, huh? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to spare everybody. The, uh, <laughs> okay. You know, especially Whitney. But, <laughs> but, I, but I'll tell you some of the, the lyrics. And when you think about okay. the, the song, 
and so she so it starts out saying lost touch with my soul i had nowhere to turn mm-hmm. i had nowhere to go lost sight of my dream thought it would be the end of me thought i'd never make mm-hmm. it through i had no hope to hold on to i thought i would break i didn't know my own mm-hmm. strength and i crashed down and i tumbled but i did not crumble i got through all the pain i didn't know my own strength I mm. to keep going. Survived my darkest hour. My faith kept me alive. I picked myself back up, held my head mm. up. I was not built to break. I didn't know mm. my own strength. So, I mean, but it's just, just like thinking about this, that like that was such a powerful song <laughs> that yes, she came out with. And we know this sister went through a whole lot. Right, and, right. I mean, ultimately you know, what happened, but nevertheless, even to just continue to survive, and some people are, are dealt cards that some of us would never imagine. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And you sometimes, and that's what I mean by sometimes that lesson in it, when you look at the strength in some people sometimes, it can't you can't help but to say, wow, if that person can go through that, why am I crying over this? Right, there we go. And that's, I'm always, you know, saying this to myself, to my children, to my family, friends, or whatever, you know, especially when people are sharing with me things that might be going on in their lives. And that's why it's so important to have the gratitude because, like you just said, if that person is going through this, shoot, this this is a cakewalk right here. You know, when you look at other people's experiences, and what they might be put to the test. And I look back and like, ooh, we, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to come out. I wouldn't have been able to come out of that one. Oh, you good. You know, yeah. they picked, the, you got the right one, baby. You got the right one for that one. Ooh, I would, right. Because right, I'd be like, mm-mm, not me. And so then it just makes me reflect on my own situation. And it that's why when the saying about um, people who might be feeling depressed, and I bear so much witness, when you're feeling depressed and you're feeling some kind of way and a little stink of funk or whatever, feeling sorry for yourself, feeling hopeless, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is the best medicine to help you to come up out of that because when you start thanking, being grateful for the things that you have, you know, it makes you feel good immediately in comparison to what you might be going through, especially when you think about what other people are going through. So, you know, there's a saying out there, and it says something like, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but um, you, here's a person who doesn't have a pair of shoes, but, you know, and they're feeling some kind of way about not having a pair of shoes, but then the man over here doesn't even have feet. You know, so thank you for what I am going through or thank you for allowing me to see what somebody else has experienced because it helps me to feel better about my situation or at least help me to come out of it just by having the gratitude and being able to give thanks because we don't know what somebody else's um, deck of cards might look like, or the the hand they may been being may have been dealt, which may look very different from our hand. And so sometimes while we are complaining about the hand that we have, hmm, 
Try looking at what somebody else might have been given and dished out. Can you handle it? Right. You better be thankful for what you have in your front yard. You better be thankful for being able to walk around in the, 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 the moccasins that you have because maybe the other ones might not be so comfortable, no different from thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. That other side, shoot, that might not even be grass. <laughs> what they say? That you might know, be. Manure, you know. <laughs> right, right. It's a bunch of, so, yeah, gratitude. Right, right. Is, yeah. I, you know, I have a um, a seven-minute morning gratitude meditation. It's a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. do it every day like I should, but there are times when I go and I do it every morning. But when I start my morning out with that meditation, and it's like it's seven minutes, and you wake mm, up before I even get up, I have it on my phone, and I just play it, especially if I'm not in the best mood. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm not being grateful or whatever. Like, you know, so I play that. In the, in the meditation, it makes you, you know, it's, it asks questions in the meditation, even though you're in a meditative mm-hmm. state. And one of the questions, it says, what, you know, what new experiences are you grateful for? What new yes. people have come into your life that you are grateful for? What life-sustaining <laughs> things are you grateful right. for? And you're in this moment, and you're actually in that meditative state, thinking about all of the things that you're mm-hmm. working on. And so you can start right. your day out like that. And when you start your day yes. out like that, you, you, you step out on a different foot. You know, your outlook yeah. is it's completely a, yeah, different. Yeah. It's such a beautiful, um, refreshing, you know, um, experience. I do something similar, and I just bear witness that, it helps me to get my day completely um, to the frequency that I needed to start off with, you know, such a peaceful calm that can come over you when you are just having that moment of gratitude and thinking and reflecting on those things um, that, you know, you have to be grateful for experiences, like you mentioned, people, places, things. I mean, just, and and it can be the simplest things that really are not so simple. I mean, think just think for a moment what would happen if my heart decided not to cooperate with the rest of my body. What would happen if my lungs just chose just for one second to decide to go in a different direction? So the fact that I'm able to breathe on my own and I don't have a a respirator, the fact that I'm able to take in air with my nostrils and not experience any pain, the fact that I'm able to open my eyes and still be able to see the light of day or the darkness of night, these are all things that some people look at as small and simple. Um, Some people look at them as large, but however you look at them, they are blessings indeed, and those blessings knowing that you have those, then other people don't even have them. Some people are going to open their eyes and they're unable to see. Some people will take their last breath or someone just took their last breath as I'm speaking and being blessed with more breaths. So for me, um, even when I go through the trials, you know, that I go through, I still find a way to pull myself up and out 
in terms of my spirit and still have gratitude um, and know that I'm going to get through this. And even just knowing that, shoot, there are many that have walked these shoes before me, and there are, there are many who will walk these shoes after me. So there's nothing new under the sun. So you might be going through this today, but somebody else already then went through it yesterday, and guess what? They survived it. They came out. So go ahead and pull from the strength of your ancestor, child. Go ahead and pull from the strength of your great, 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 you know. Go ahead and pull from the source of the strength or the source of strength, the connectedness of the God that you serve. If, you know, so that that's the beauty in it. Yeah. Well, you know, energy is, is a saying that says energy flows where attention goes. So mm-hmm. what we focus on, even when you're going through the trials, you still have to, like you said, you still have to focus on what is good. I, I've heard people say, just my luck. This always happens to me. Mm-mm. This is always no, no, again. No. But, but that's where that Mm-mm. energy is going. Your energy is going. Yes, yes, so yes, sometimes yes. some of the things that happen to us, you know, we put that out there. And, and, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, that's what's coming to you. And so that's why I said sometimes I think some of the trials are based on choices that we make. Not always just, it's just, but but it's to teach you that you need to change your mindset because words Absolutely. have power. And I say this to people mm-hmm. all the time, words have yes. power. And if you, yes, they do. Yeah, and if you consistently with repetition are, are focused on something negative, you're going to continue to get negative in your life. That's what's going to come to you. It's, it's just... Mm-hmm. It, it just it's is. It's a science. I mean, yeah. we have to understand the, the we have to understand laws of you know just the laws of the universe. It's some of the basic laws of the universe, mm-hmm. cause and effect. Yeah. You know what so, we put out, we will get it, get you know, get back. Yeah. So don't keep, and that's just it. So once you've learned a lesson, it's like okay, you keep going through the same thing over and over again, and that's what we can't understand. Like, why am I in a rut? Why do I keep going through this? Probably because you keep. What is insanity? You keep asking why. <laughs> That's part of the problem. Or you always want to say, I should have done this. I should have done that. I had a friend tell me one day, she said to me, she said, stop shooting on yourself. Now, you know, mm-hmm. I know that's I, right. you know, <laughs> on myself. But mm-hmm. she is shooting on yourself because you mm-hmm. are where you're supposed to be at this very moment. It doesn't matter what shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's right. That's right. right. And that's what we have to understand is that power, the power that each of each and every one of us possess, even to come up out of a trial. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to believe in the power that we have, because if I have the power to change my mind, meaning that I even have the power to change my thoughts, meaning that I have the power to change my condition, you know, all can be changed just with the thoughts. But don't get don't be afraid to get help mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things because there's so many stigmas out there about mental health and things like that. If you're going through a trial that's so tough that you can't figure it out, it's actually okay to go and get professional help. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it may help you. Because again, it's about a shift in the mindset. And now you know, you can't just go to anybody. You certainly want to get somebody that can really, really help you. But I think that we, you know, some things are just so big that 
it's not going to hurt you to get therapy. Right. Or, right. I mean, even if it's somebody with the with wisdom that you trust that can right. give good Sometimes guidance, we, wise counsel. Yeah, we, we have a tendency. Counsel. Yeah, we have a tendency to hold on to things until they get just so bad and we just break. Mm-hmm. Um, or just try to handle things ourselves. Some things that we can handle ourselves. You know, granted, we can, but some things we just can't not, and we have to know the difference. We've been taught that we we've been taught that we are strong, mm-hmm. and so we don't want to we don't want to disappoint anyone. We want to live up to um, other people's you know the reputation for that yeah of right of this strong black woman or this strong woman or strong man or strong whomever. Um, and in truth, it's okay. It really is okay because the strength is not necessarily you holding on to it. The strength is you being able to let it go. When you can let something go, what that shows is that you really have risen and you actually understand and recognize your own power and power in being able to turn something that does not belong to you over to the person that it belongs to or just just turn it over and just let it go completely because it's not even something that should be in your space and understanding how to separate those things. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a grown up feeling, you know, a a, a big girl feeling when you actually can take control because that's the true taking control in charge. Sometimes we get it a little twisted and we think taking control and taking charge, meaning that, okay, I'm going to just take all of this in and deal with it. Well, maybe sometimes it may mean that, but sometimes maybe it means to distribute it and yeah. give it back to the original sender yeah. or give it back to its proper owner, especially when the problems are not yours to begin with. Sometimes we take on more stuff than we can. That really even goes back to what you stated earlier, um, Akila, you know, just about the trial and even that it can be for someone else because um, it's still a sharing when we openly and publicly talk about what we've been through, as even um, Hakima mentioned, when you talked about, you know, your mom's experience, sometimes when you open up and you share, there could be a hundred more people out there who are listening and their lives can be changed for the better because of hearing what someone else's trial was all about. And it's like, they're like, wow, you went through that, man. That that saved me, man. That touched me, man. That helped me. That healed me. You know, it's gonna always be the downtime. Light cometh in the morning. The sun shineth in the morning. So yeah, that's may may very well be a dark hour, but after the darkness leaves, then comes the light. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. For more information on the Royal Empress, visit our website at www.royalempress.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter.